0: hey what's up everybody how you doing tonight drink it to your podcast episode number 216 the only podcast that lasts until the last hour how the hell is your monday going how the hell was your weekend i am drinking a black cherry seltzer i got a couple of these things right now uh this is probably my favorite white claw right now at the moment aside from the tangerine one the tangerine one's pretty good second favorite we're going black cherry tonight i got a couple of these things so if you got them drink them bottoms up cheers everybody It actually feels weird to have that first sip for the night. It's, it's, it's 1am on Monday morning and I totally didn't plan this out very well. I was supposed to get home, sleep for like three hours, wake up feeling refreshed, come out, do the podcast. Everything was going to be fine. Instead I got home at like, I don't know, five o'clock slept till like 1am. Now I'm up. Who does that? Who wakes up at 1am on a Monday And starts drinking. Oh, well, your old buddy Chris does. You know why? Because I got to say the words into the microphone to release the episode every week. Um, Not because I'm under any kind of pressure other than from myself. No outside pressure. (laughs) This is all self-made. This is all, you know, my own commitment. And I give myself shit constantly, you know, when I run behind or run late. So it's 1 a.m. on Monday. I'm drinking my seltzer. Um, dude, and it's been just a busy weekend past month. Like, just everything that's happened, stuff with the band, you know, work is picking back up again. So I'm really going to have little to no time. Um, it, it's just been hectic, man. So with that said, I have no idea wh- what the standings are looking like in the NHL. Uh, and, and at the first of the year, I made a commitment, too, to watch more... Um, Dallas Mavericks basketball, which I have done, man. I've probably seen 10 to 15 games this year uh, on TV. And that's, I mean, that's more than probably the past five years combined that I've watched the Mavericks. You know, like I'll watch some finals sometimes uh, every year, really. And, and, you know, my Mavericks are never in that. They never make it past the first round, really, or even get in sometimes. But, uh, you know, I have made a commitment. I I do watch a lot more. Um, NBA Dallas Mavericks than I used to, and I'm I'm, and I'm enjoying it, man. I'm falling in love with the game again. But on the other hand, you got the NHL going on, which I, you guys know, I'm diehard about the NHL. I have no idea who's where, what's what, what's up, what's down, what's left, what's right. I have no idea. I've just kind of lost touch recently. I haven't watched like the past, I think, three or four Dallas Stars games. I've tweeted about it because I've scoreboard watched, but I haven't sat down to actually watch then play like i normally do so um oh i gotta say something too about the cross check uh from matthews did you guys see that they're playing buffalo uh, toronto was which I don't, I don't really understand the jerseys to be honest with you is it an l on there or a t i think someone photoshopped an l <laughs> because it's the maple Leafs. i just now got that that just hit my brain just now um i didn't really get it before <laughs> that's funny dude Uh, But anyway, some some big old defenseman, you know, basically manhandling Austin Matthews in front of the net, and Matthews, I I didn't know he had it in him. I'm not saying he should have done it. He's definitely going to get in trouble for cross checking someone to the neck. You know, how do you get out of that one when the you know NHL commission comes down on you and they have their meeting? You got to wear your suit and tie in there, and you know, they're like they show you that they pull out the fucking tv on the rollers and they put put in the vhs and they show you the cross check to the you know what do you say you either got to tuck your tail and say yeah i messed up or you gotta you know make up a great excuse and like he he needed a neck massage and i was willing to help him in that that moment uh it was actually a pretty nasty how do you not go down for i think that's what tells you he did it to a just a monster of a man he crossed, Matthews cross checks this man and the neck with a fucking, who knows? A, it's not wooden sticks anymore. They have flex, they give so he can cross check necks so many more times. Um, and that dude didn't fall down. He just kind of looked at him like, what the fuck? And then they started fighting and you know, I'm not saying Austin Matthews is right for doing what he did. He's not, you can't cross check to the neck. You know, immediately you can see behind the goal the fucking ref put his arm up, like, yeah, you're going, dude. Like that's that's the end of that. But uh I didn't know he had it in him. I didn't know he was that feisty, to be honest with you. You know, you you look at someone like uh like Ovechkin, right? And he's the he's the full package. He can score goals, he, he can knock you around, he can do every he can pass. Uh, some might argue that he can't play defense. I don't know. I feel like he's gotten better. Um, and years past, he wouldn't play defense. He would just slowly skate back until they got the puck back and he, he could go score a goal or possibly go score a goal. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I just didn't know Austin Matthews had that in him, you know, like a dual threat like that. You know, I've got hands, I've got skill, but I'm not going to let you fucking push me around. So, you know, minus the cross-check to the neck, which I don't support. I, I support the, the the feistiness of it. You know, getting manhandled and he was got pissed off. I get it. It's fucking great. So, anyway, with all that said, my, my little opinion on the Austin Matthews thing, uh, let's go around the NHL. Uh, and I got to say this, too, for being a smartphone, you know, like my phone's constantly asking me, you know, do you want to use your location, your precise location, you know, in case the government needs... I mean, they can do that anyway, right? If my cell phone's on or off or location on or off, they could track my cell phone like nothing, right? There's got to be something in here they can track. So with that, say so you can take a picture of your left foot in Arkansas and your phone knows that, right? And it'll remind you years from now. and be like, remember three years ago when you are in Arkansas and you took a photo of your left foot? You're like, oh shit, I do remember that. Here's the map to show you where exactly, precisely... You took said photo. And so you go you go there on the map, you're like, okay, I took this highway up there to Arkansas and I and I stopped here to eat at that little place and then I I had to get gas too, so I stopped there. And I finally made it to Arkansas and then I you know, I was there and I you know, taking pictures of things. I don't know why I took a picture of my foot, but I did. And there's my map to show it. So so why with that said, with all the location services and this is such a first world problem. I'm not really bitching, I'm just pointing out. Like, how can I search NHL standings and you don't know which conference I'm looking after? You don't know by now that this specific phone from this specific area and this specific location is mainly looking for Dallas Star stuff? You don't know that smartphone? You don't know that? That smartphone, my ass. Anyways, so let's go ahead and start in the West. Since I had to use my thumb and click a button, how dare you, Google? Uh, we're gonna go top six. I think that's that covers the wild card too. So you got the Avalanche, the Blues, the Wild, the Predators, and the Stars. Now, a week ago, I will tell you the Stars were in the top wild card position, threatening for that third place spot. Um, and That seven to four. I mean, that's that's why. You know, when we have those games early in the season that are winnable games, and we don't win those games, th- this is why. This is why you have to win those games. Is because we're I mean we're gonna get bounced out of the wild card spot if we're not careful. How close are the Jets? Seven, six, five, four. Three points behind us, the Jets are. And the Jets are a good fucking. I thought the Jets were a lot higher than that, man. I really did. So it's us and the Preds, which the Preds beat us the other night, we won a game, and then we get the shit kicked out of us. Um by the Rangers. You know. Um, and, and this this will tell the tale too, man. The goal differential is, you can tell which teams have, oh, they have the differential right here. And this is a testament to why these teams are in the top spots in their, in their conference. Goal differential for av- the Avalanche, 63 for the Blues, 46 for the Wild, 25 for the Predators, 24. And for my Dallas Stars, one. Goal differential. We have one more goal. Then we fucking score. How does that work? How are we even in the state? I mean, I guess, yeah, it, you know, we score 170 times. We win some of those games. And like last night we lose or the other night we lose seven to four. So that, oh my God, goals against huge. So is what, are you shining your light into my car? What are you doing, bro? It's rude. Um, and then it just goes negative jets are negative five Blackhawks are negative 47 coyotes, negative 62. Jesus. You'll want to play the coyotes. Don't you? Um, last 10 though. Look at the coyotes six, four and Oh, that's a winning record. What are my stars? Six, three and one. That's not bad. Hey, you know, we're six, three and one. The avalanche are six, three and one in the last 10. That's good company. Right? So that's the Western conference. Uh, more specifically the central division. Here's the Pacific division or specific division. If you don't mind me messing up my words, uh, you got the flames, the Kings, the Oilers, the golden Knights, and the Canucks, a uh, gold differential. Once again, the flames 61 in the positive, the Kings five in the positive, the Oilers six in the positive, the golden Knights nine in the positive. It's just weird to see these inconsistencies. This actually gives me a better picture of what's going on in the NHL right now. So moving on to the Eastern conference, you got the Panthers, the Lightning, the Maple Leafs, the Bruins, and the Red Wings. Wow, might the Red Wings make it into the playoffs this season? You, you, you never know. Uh, let's look at the goal differentials here, dude. Uh, would you have ever thought I'd say the Panthers were leading the uh, Atlantic Division over the goddamn Lightning? Over the Tampa Bay, we won the Stanley Cup two years in a row. Lightning, get out of here. Um, I've always liked the Panthers, man. They're they're a really good team. I you know young team. They've been building, obviously, for a while. You know, when you get those draft picks over and over every year, you can't help but build unless you fuck, fuck away your picks. Uh, goal differential, let's do that again. Panthers, 72. Lightning, 29. Maple Leafs, 38. Bruins, 20. Red Wings, negative 51, and they're still in contention, dude. That lets you know how bad the rest of the fucking division is. Listen to this. Sabres, negative 50. Senators, negative 35. They're not not bad. Oh, I see their problem. They can't score any fucking goals. Goals against 189. Goals for 154. Uh, Canadians, negative 77. Goal differential. Jesus Christ. Okay, so you either want to play the Coyotes or you want to play the Canadians, which I feel like my stars would lose to both teams. I don't get it. Is it a style thing? Is that what it is? Uh, So in the Metropolitan Division... You got the Hurricanes, you got the Penguins, you got the Rangers, Capitals, and Blue Jackets. Dude, I feel like those Capitals are just biding their time. You know, one, two, three, top wildcard spot. They're just waiting, man. Just make it in. You know, save some of that energy. I don't know if it works like that. It might. So let's look at the differentials real quick. This Metropolitan division is a lot more consistent than the Atlantic. It's just some weird differential numbers. How are the Senators next to last in the Atlantic with negative 35, but then you got the Red Wings in a wild-card spot, negative 51. Ooh, and the Red Wings have lost their last five. That's not good. Oh, it's the goal differential. That's what it I mean, it's, you can't score goals. You can't win games. Uh, so differential, Hurricanes 59, Penguins 37, Rangers 26, Capitals 28, uh, and the Blue Jackets negative 23. And here's the weird thing, too. Oh, okay. I see what's about to happen here. Um, The Islanders and Blue Jackets fighting for that last wild card spot. But listen to this differential. The Blue Jackets, negative 23. The Islanders, negative 5. Yeah, Blue Jackets aren't making it in this season. There's no way. The Islanders are too fucking good. They're going to do it. Um, So that's a little around the NHL. Man, I haven't been paying attention. Haven't kept up uh, for obvious reasons. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Excuse me. Which is, you know, life just gets hectic. So let's take another drink. Cheers, if you got them drinking bottoms up. So now changing gears. Uh, We're going to move on to Twitter, man. I'm I'm doing this fun thing right now. I'm adding songs. If you don't know how Twitter works, basically you you can do a pin tweet, okay? And that just stays at the top of your page. No matter what, you can put whatever you want there, a picture, links, whatever, words. It doesn't matter. So you can then take that pin tweet and you can keep adding things to it. No, don't delete tweet. Jesus Christ. I almost fucked my whole shit up. So obviously, you know, running the podcast page, I have all my links, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, blah, blah, blah. Um, I put a picture of my face, a couple of pictures of me. And then I made this playlist, dude. Um, and I just found this out on YouTube. You know, you can just send a link to a playlist and the more you update it, I mean, the more songs I put on there, you know, for the other person or whoever, it just updates, you know. So one day I'll have eight songs, I add three songs, you do the math, you get how it works, right? It just updates as I add songs, which is really fucking cool. Um, for me, obviously, I love music, I love listening to music, playing music, just all day long. So it's really cool, and if you want to get in touch with me, you know, you want to hear what I'm jamming. If you have any kind of... Uh, You know, if you care any bit, uh, any little bit about what I'm listening to or you're like, hey, I need to break out of my box, man. I've been listening to fucking Leonard Skinner for like 30 years now. I need to get out. You know, I need to listen to something different. Uh, Go check out my playlist. It has such artists as uh, Leonard Skinner to be funny. Uh, Lifetime, no effects. uh, Turnstile. Oh, my God, dude. I've never done an album re- review before on this podcast, but it's about to happen. Um, but, anyways, just go check that out on Twitter. Um, follow my playlist. You know, listen. Tell me what you like, what you don't like. I'll even make you uh, a playlist if you request. If you if you ask me via Twitter or really any of the social medias, if you ask me to make you a YouTube playlist, I'll probably do it. Man, I have so many songs I've been listening to that I you know I want my friends to hear, or you know just people in general that I don't think they've heard. I'm not like the underground king or anything of music, but um, I do pick up stuff from time to time. Luckily, I'm I'm glad it changes, but um, go check that out. And now time for the first ever, I don't have any noises to do, uh, first ever album review on Drink It -It -It Till You Podcast. So the album I am reviewing (laughs) that I'm absolutely in love with is the new album by Turnstile "Glow On"? Um, I fucking love it, man. It's so diverse, and Turnstile does this weird thing, man. Every album that I've I've listened to, at least in the past, I, I don't I don't mean to say weird, as like weird doesn't have a negative connotation to it. When I say weird, I just mean like it's out, you know, thinking outside the box. It's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. But you know, like they just. They turn the genre on its head, which the genre I feel like in the past, past albums, has been hardcore, has been punk. And they have this way of doing on every single album. I love it. They do one like kind of pop song, you know, and and usually the bass player Franz is singing it. I think on the last album, it was uh, Moon Uh, on an album, album before that. It was Blue by You. Which they just do these, like, they got these hardcore bangers, track one through six, and then track seven is, like, this melodic, fun, like, let's jump around and have a good time song. And then you go back into the fucking heavy breakdown songs. But I will say about this new album, Glow On, uh, dude, they mixed everything so well. I mean, you can catch almost any kind of vibe you want to in this album. I'm telling you, man. Mystery, the opening track to the album, just not what I expected at all. But I fucking love the song. It's not anything complicated. It's just a good time. Uh, blackout, that song is so catchy. My son can't stop singing it everywhere we go. He doesn't know all the words. He only knows the intro words. So he'll go blackout in the middle, like that's all. He, but that's all he needs to know. He knows it's a good song. Uh, You can catch, like I said, every kind of vibe in this album, man. There's, um, you got like Turnstile, Love Connection, TLC, which is like a fast-paced, almost like Bad Brains song. And then the song before that, it's like new heart design, starts off with this heavy-ass fucking riff, and then it goes into this like 80s Phil Collins fucking groove. Dude, I don't even know how to explain this band. Uh, But I do love them, and I'm loving everything they're doing. And you can just tell, man. You can just tell they're in the zone. They're not thinking about, ooh, what does everybody want to hear? They're thinking about, what do I want to do? What do I want to play? How do I want to play? And, dude, it's working out so fucking well. Their performance on Jimmy Kimmel, I think a week ago, they played Mystery, which, I mean, honestly, in my honest opinion, Mystery, I get it. Probably the label wanted them to do that one since it's catchy. You know, it's fun. It's a crowd pleaser. But honestly, I would have done Blackout. Just my personal opinion. Because that song's just got something different. Um, They're using a little bit of uh, Latin beats uh, on this album, which I I enjoy a lot. Uh, Just doing the whole drum line, line thing. It's like there's a certain sort of Latin beat. And this might go over some of your heads and that's okay. But there's some sort of Latin beat that's like a a son clave. And then there's a rumba clave. And and the only difference between the two, and it's just a steady beat. It's, it's, it's either three in the front and two in the back or two in the front, three in the back. So it's really, you know, if you think about it in terms like that, it's probably easier to grasp. So if there's a, if, if there's a, and I can't remember actually, so this doesn't help my point. I can't remember which one's which, but there's a three and a two is the point. <coughs> so the rhythm's either tat 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 right, or it's two in the front tat 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 right, and that's not exactly the rhythm. It can be done differently. Um, I think the actual rhythm is tat 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 tat. That's like three, right? Two and three. ta ta tat tat tat, and then you reverse it. Three and two, ta, 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 ta Very very like Latin rhythm, right? And so so they're mixing all of this like they got the the heavy hardcore shit. They got the poppy song mystery to start off with. They got the Phil Collins thing that that comes out of nowhere from this like heavy riff intro. They got these Latin percussion beats on there. They got these break beat parts, uh, and just overall. Uh, The album, as far as a crowd pleaser, as far as a people pleaser, I say it's 10 out of 10. And you know what the beautiful thing is? I don't think, could be wrong, I don't think Turnstile sat around and said, what can we do that's going to make everybody happy? You know, they took their own style, their own influence. They made an album, a unique album that I've never heard anything like it before. To be honest with you, not in this genre Um, and you could probably start saying, oh, well, they're crossing over a little bit and that's okay. But that, that, that hardcore base is still there. Like when they want to fucking jam, they jam when they want to pull back, they pull back. You know, it's just like the, uh, they're in the zone, I guess is what I'm trying to say. When you, you know, you get a hitter up at the plate and he can't miss a ball, you know, he's cranking everything out of the, he's in the zone. You know, he's seeing things different. He's seeing things clearly to put a sports analogy to it. And I really think this band is so tight as far as like who they are as people and, and being friends and everything. They're taking on the fucking world uh, and they're having a great fucking time doing it. And I'm having a great time watching them take over the world, man. Uh, it's It's really great to see. Let's take another drink before I cough again on the mic. so anyway now that we're done with our drum lesson for the week uh rumba clave son clave um i was telling my friend that the other day and he's like dude i don't know are you speaking english like yes i'm these are descriptive words to describe a certain rhythm um anyways oh let's move on let's do some drink i lost my train of thought i don't know how that happened real quick or so quick i mean uh, so we're going to do a little. We do have a theme song for this next segment of the podcast, everybody. I bet you can't guess what it is. Yeah, ba-ba-da, ba-ba-da, ba-ba-da. Don't you fucking drink and drunk in an Uber or get a fucking lift and stay there or don't fucking move. At didn't make sense. Shut up. Uh, so <laughs> the first one I have for you, and the, these are all from the same website, by the way. These are from the Spruce Eats, our friends over at the SpruceEats.com. Um, I will say about Spruce Eats, a website, very clean, very organized, uh, easy to find shit. I'm enjoying it. So the first one I have for you is the mint julep. Um, this is the classic bourbon mint julep. It takes three minutes to make, uh, serves one, it makes one cocktail, obviously it serves one. Uh, here's the ingredients. Four to five mint sprigs, leaves only, two sugar cubes, or half an ounce simple syrup. Two and a half ounces bourbon whiskey, mint sprig for garnish. Steps to make, gather the ingredients. Thank you for that. Step number two, place the mint leaves and sugar or simple syrup into a julep cup. Oh, that's a julep cup? I didn't know that. It's got like a thick base. Uh, that's what she said. Collins glass and or double old fashioned glass. Okay, so the glass doesn't it's not that big of a deal. Uh, muddle well to dissolve the sugar and release the oil and aroma of the mint. Add the bourbon. Fill the glass with crushed ice and stir well until glass becomes frosty. Garnish with mint sprig, serve with a straw and enjoy. That's from the Spruce Eats. That is the mint julep. What else we got here for you? Oh, Jack Rose cocktail. Is that the is that the guy's name from Titanic? Was it Jack Rose or am I thinking like Schitt's Creek? What Mr. Rose, his name wasn't Jack though. What was his freaking name in the show? I can't remember. So here's the Jack Rose cocktail. Once again, from the SpruceEats.com. takes three minutes to make serves one cocktail. Here's what the hell you're going to need. Two and a half ounces. Apple Jack. What? <laughs> three, fourths ounces. Freshly squeezed lemon juice. Half ounce grenadine or to taste. Lemon twist for garnish. Here's how the hell you make it. You're going to want to gather those ingredients as always. Number two, in a cocktail shaker filled with ice, pour an, the applejack, lemon juice, and grenadine. Shake it well. Strain into a chilled cocktail glass. Garnish with a lemon twist. Serve and enjoy. Dude, I got something going on with my toe here. I don't know what the deal is. It's like every time I, I move my toe, it feels like something's stabbing me. Oh, I got one of those fucking... I guess dry skin or whatever. My toes cracked. Gross. Um, It fucking hurts, dude. It feels like somebody's stabbing me in my toe every time I lift my toe. Uh, So that is the, uh, which one was that? The Jack Rose Cocktail. Once again, from the SpruceEats.com. Here's the last one I have for you. This is the Sidecar Cocktail. Uh, It takes three minutes to make. These are so badass, dude. Three minutes on all of these. You'll be drunk in no time. <laughs> um, okay, here's what you're going to need. Two ounces brandy, cognac, Armagnac or bourbon. Armagnac. I don't know what that is. One ounce premium triple sec. Three-fourths ounces freshly squeezed lemon juice. Lemon or an orange twist for garnish. Uh, here's how the hell you make it. I bet you can guess the first step. That's right. Gather the ingredients. Good job. Very good. <laughs> uh here's the next step pour the ingredients into a cocktail shaker filled with ice cubes shake well uh strain into a chilled cocktail glass garnish with a lemon twisty and enjoy uh that's from the spruceeats.com that is the sidecar cocktail as always guys don't drink and drive get an uber get a lift be safe out there don't be a fucking idiot um and and to keep going with this topic I do want to throw this out there. I never realized speaking of not drinking and driving. I never realized that the Leonard Skinnard song and that's actually the one that's on my playlist here on on Twitter that I was telling you guys about earlier. The Leonard Skinner song that smell I I always thought that song was about smoking weed. You know. I really did like when I, you know, you, you, like, you'd go to a concert or whatever when you, with your parents when you were little. Usually, my parents were buying the lawn seats because they're really like, you know, we're not going to sit up there. Like, it's too expensive. we got to take all these kids and whatever. All these kids, two kids. But it still gets expensive. So, you know, you hear songs on, on the radio. And it's like, that smell. Ooh, that smell. And I always thought he was talking about smoking weed. And it always made me think about when I'd go to a concert with my parents... And, you know, people on the lawn are fucking sweating. You can smell it. I'm not stupid even as a kid. I was like, that smells interesting. So I thought that's what the song was about. So I was singing that song as a kid. Ooh, that smell. I wasn't, like, romanticizing marijuana. It was just, like, that's what I thought it was about. So it turns out I dig into the lyrics a little bit more the other day. And this is a tweet I wrote, Leonard Skinner, that smell is a straight edge song and I never knew. I thought he was talking about smoking weed my whole life, but it's your rotting corpse from drinking and driving or sticking a needle in your arm. You fool you. Um, So as always, don't drink and drive, get an Uber, get a Lyft. I just had that, you know, does anything like that happen to you as an adult? You're like, oh, I had a total misconception about what that was about because I never really, I don't know whether it be a song or a movie or whatever. It's just kind of cool to have that realization. It's like, man, he, he's promoting the opposite. He's talking about drinking and driving. What The first line in the song, what does he say? Uh, whiskey bottles and brand new cars. Oak tree, you're in my way. You know, that's drinking and driving right there. Um, too much Coke, too much smoke. And, and, you know, like I said, well, well said, Chris, well tweeted. That smell is your rotting corpse. <laughs> that's what the song's about, which is morbid as fuck, but it's true, you know. And and I want to say something else. We're going to end this. Ba-ba-ba-da, ba-ba-ba-da, the drink recommendation part that's over, but I, I want to say, um, what was I going to say about Leonard Skinner? Oh yeah, Leonard Skinner, man. I, I will say about them, man. Like this podcast, for example. Like I have no control over who listens to this show, who likes this show, what those people are into, what kind of lives those people le- I have no control over that. So I feel like Leonard Skinner and over the years I've never heard them say anything racial, you know. Uh, me personally, I could be wrong, send you know tweet at me at drink until you if I'm wrong. I would love to hear or send me an inbox message. But with that said, it's like okay, so you know, Leonard Skinner gets this like rebel flag backwoods white boy connotation to it, which is like, the music is kind of country. I get that. You know, that makes sense. But I don't think I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I don't think Leonard Skinner is like has ever promoted racism, you know? So it's like, who's? why is it their fault that some fucking dumb rednecks picked up Leonard Skinner and they rep Leonard Skinner like nobody's business and they get to take over that band and, and, and that's what the, the band stands for now is like rebel flags and, and racism. That's not fair. You know, that's not fair to the band. That would like I said, comparison I'm trying to make right now is I have no control who listens to this podcast. You could be a racist piece of shit listening right now. I wouldn't know. That doesn't mean I support your viewpoint at all you know um so anyway that's gonna do it for me for the night my voice is giving out i feel like so uh if you got them drinking bottoms up cheers everybody all right always cold on the teeth i hate that's the worst part about it ow ow all right it's gone all right, guys, I'll talk to you later on this week. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber, get a lift. Talk to you soon. Love you all. Bye.